This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's the Joshua Morales Podcast. Probably the best podcast in the universe. It's the Joshua Morales Podcast. Maybe the best podcast in the earth. It's the Joshua Morales Podcast. Probably the best podcast in the USA. It's the Joshua Morales Podcast. Okay, maybe just the best in the RJV. It's the Joshua I'm respectful. I just do. It's, look, it's unfiltered, man. Awesome. So I don't awesome. care. All right, cool. So, Serini. So yes, sir. Thanks for coming on. I think Thank you uh, for inviting me. The world of podcasting is a very interesting place because we were talking off camera how how it's very raw and you can have these conversations in these long ass conversations. But the good thing about it is, I find like the sweet spot between thirty and forty minutes is when yes, the character of the person comes out. I, I think that's a little too long, actually. I think if, you, if you're if you willing to engage people, I think like a good 10, 20 minutes is all you need to actually engage people. Well, your podcast is completely different than yes, mine. my <laughs> podcast is very different. I was listening different. to it before oh you got God. here, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering if you had actually uh, gave it a listen or anything, because I was surprised. Because I've seen uh, the people that you have on here, and I'm genuinely impressed um, with some of the people that you've had on. And so when... I'm there, like, about stuff I talk about, and you're like, oh, you want to come on? I was genuinely like, man, I don't think this guy knows what he's in for. No, I think think the important thing is that you're out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's so many people. You're, like, 99% ahead of everybody. Oh, thank you. Like, like nobody's going to go and and come out on a podcast and talk about... Whatever they want to talk about. Yeah. So that's the main thing about it is um, I also like to get the perspectives of other like, believe it or not, I think the main demographic of people that have contacted me about the podcast are in the education field. Interesting. And I would think that that would be the last type of person who would be listening to our (laughs) stuff. But that ends up being the person who reacts to it because it something I guess that I get a lot of is that the podcast that we do. It's what a lot of people are already thinking, or it comes from, a, or it's a perspective that a lot of people haven't necessarily looked at. And we don't do it in a way that's abrasive, nor do we do it in a way that's boring, like we're lecturing you. It becomes an actual interaction between man on man. We haven't had a woman guest yet, but I'm sure it'd go just about the same. Where we actually just talk as humans. We're not doing robot freaking. Right, right. Oh, what well, do you feel about podcasting? Like it's <laughs> nothing like that at all. Yeah, I, I just love the platform though because it's so new. But there's a shitload of people that listen to podcasts. Yeah, for sure. It's growing. I My thing about it is I don't think it's new. I think it's now that uh, TV's been dissolved and sort of been reduced to Netflix and then in a way sort of reduced to things like YouTube. We've become more familiar with just having things on in the background. Yeah. And I think podcasts are now sort of filling that niche where we realize, oh, we don't have to look at something to get entertainment from it. So I think right now... It's sort of something that's always been there, but right now is when people are really taking notice of it. So for sure, yeah. I think it's the one thing that everyone should be doing. It's, it's an interesting time, though, with the, the coronavirus that we just went through. Everybody had to jump on technology um, mm-hmm. overnight. Yeah. I think that's fucking awesome. It is, it is awesome. But I also wonder, like, do you think it's a lot of people are going to stay yes. on, I do. online? I do. I do think so. I think the ones that... Are going to have problems with it or the ones that can adapt maybe the older generation that's what i think it's it's here to stay like people figure it out like oh shit like this is a whole different world i think honestly i the one thing is gonna be a little controversial i've talked about this before (laughs) but the one thing i did like about (laughs) the one thing i liked about coronavirus (laughs) is uh more like uh it just sort of reduced everything to like the minimalist way that I think things should have already sort of been structured like, like the whole curbside takeout that every restaurant does that now, that should have been implemented freaking years ago. This whole stuff where people do actually use, like you said, jumped online as their main uh, platform, that should have been done years ago as well. And so you're absolutely right for people, if you can't adapt, you're basically going to get shoved out, but hey, screw them. That's that's how it is, man. And that's the great thing about what what all these restaurants are doing like obviously the curbside and stuff they should have been doing that yes a long ass time ago that's money 
That's money coming in the door. So something I also think about of when I see a lot of restaurants, I've been curious if you've thought about this. I know you're all into marketing and ad, yeah. like all that stuff. I feel like when I see uh, restaurants or businesses presence online, sometimes I feel like some of those companies can do a much better oh, yeah. way to interact with people online to the point where I think almost like if some of those companies had someone who kind of see more like a social media influencer mm -hmm. they would have so much more traction and i think right now that's a shift that i've been thinking about a lot lately where i think no you're right yeah because uh well that whole thing that happened downtown mccallum with the guy with the chainsaw <laughs> i just passed delta signs and they legitimately have a now hiring sign i'm not even joking about that it, if they the company that the guy works for owns whatever had a community manager that takes care of social media. Oh my God. They could have dissolved that situation very yeah, fast. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I didn't even think about that, but that's PR right there. And I think that's yeah. what a lot of companies are, right now that's where they're falling behind. Yeah, and I think even- I didn't even think about that. Even as social media is big as, as it is, there's still a shitload of businesses that are not using it right here in the Valley. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, you're, you're from the Valley, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, so born and raised. Born and raised. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so I think the thing about the Valley, because clearly you've obviously been out of the Valley, uh, yeah. there seems to be like a three or four year lag behind That's between true. the development of the rest of America versus how the Valley uh, develops. Um, I just definitely think that right now the Corona, like, yeah, it's, it's all stuff we've already said. Like if the Valley should have already been adapting to all this social media stuff and they just haven't. And it's kind of sad to see because... It feels like it's a time machine sometimes when you drive through these parts of McAllen for yeah. like old businesses that don't have a Instagram or don't have a Twitter or this and that. And when you go upstate and that's all you see, everyone's already on it. What's interesting about that is when I went to Vegas, the last time I went to Vegas was probably last year, maybe. Oh, God. And then also San Antonio. And then when I was in what was the most recent place that I went, uh, Chicago. I would look at social media ads. Like, that's what I do. I, I look on people's phones. Dude, yes. What's going I on? I do the same thing. And they suck. Like, it's not nothing special. Like, it doesn't gravitate. Even in Austin, when I was there a couple of weeks ago, I saw one cool ad for a jiu-jitsu place where they were, like, role-playing. Like, that was cool. That was the only yeah. effective ad that Dude, I saw there. So... <laughs> I feel like a jerk whenever, because my whole thing, I've never, like, you, I'm sure you you actually do stuff in marketing. So me, like, I could talk the talk. I definitely don't walk the walk. But sometimes <laughs> when I see commercials or, like, signs or stuff, it's like, wow, you people freaking suck. It's like, I want you, it's like you're trying to go out of business. It's like you're trying to be, like, bought out by someone. or You like, paid somebody to do yeah, that shit. dude. It's, it's terrible. So I feel like a jerk when I think of stuff like that. But, no, but it's, true. it's all I think about when I see, like, a logo or, like, when someone... Someone has the same painted, like Elsa, like I love Elsa, Texas, but there's a lot of businesses that it's the same faded sign that they've probably had up since the freaking 80s. And the only reason that company's still in business is just because they're probably the only ones or it's only old people that go. And it's kind of sad because little by little, you see that disappearing as old people die. Yeah. No surprise. Yeah. But it's still kind of like, like I said, it's a weird time machine. Like, feels weird, but whatever. Let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. What do you feel about billboards? Because... For oh. me, I'm in the digital world, right? Yeah. And, and I know people that sell billboards, and I, I think they think that I shit all over them all the time. But I'm a competitor. No, do uh, you view it that way? I, I would genuinely, I feel that you would almost view it like that's just another asset to it's, you. It depends on what it is. So, for example, like if I was, uh, if I had a school on, right, and they were a brand new school, like uh Let's just say a dentistry school or whatever is coming to the valley. A dentistry school? Yeah, dentistry. Oh, I don't okay, know. Yeah. Whatever. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I whatever. Just, I just thought I heard it right. <laughs> so something like that, right? If they're doing a full-on marketing campaign, yeah, yeah, yeah. then yes, billboards, digital media, TV, all of that, yes. For sure. Not for a business that's already been here. Like if it's, I think there's a way to use it all together. But for sure. When I see somebody paying for a billboard of business, they could be doing a lot more damage on yeah. digital. No, I definitely hear you on that one. I, I this doesn't go into a whole other realm of my own space. Like I said, I talk the talk. Go I don't for talk it, the lot. But the way I view it is, I think that both are um, could be used in conjunction with each other. I just think uh, digital marketing is probably easier because obviously you know how to design graphics. You can do all that other stuff that I'm sure you yeah. think about all the time from what you've told me. But I think when you have something like a physical billboard, it's so already integrated in our peripheral vision that we could just dismiss it but i think if you have someone who can make a eye-catching billboard with something like 
I know it's so stupid where they put the stupid dummy fake man hanging yeah, from the side. Yeah, Something <laughs> dumb like that, maybe you could make it work. Yeah. Like, I could see some artists, like, if you had an awesome mural, colors make it look like an acid trip or something, it'd probably catch someone's eye. But, yeah, I, I feel like genuinely, if you're putting money into a billboard that's just like, oh, something Julio's construction, and it's just like a picture of a freaking D9 Caterpillar and a phone number, like, you're wasting your freaking money, man. Yeah, I think 100%. people pay these uh, companies that rhyme with Bomar a ton of money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, dude, screw that guy. Yeah. <laughs> they, they pay him a ton of money to be able to just come up with something, and hopefully they'll pitch and they'll buy yeah. it. Caught, that, that motherfucker's always like caught you looking it's like God, <laughs> yeah, damn, no. dude, i hate him that's the only ad i see man. yeah it's like that's all i remembered like where, where i don't remember the other ones like you're advertising yourself dude no shit so podcasting <laughs> yeah let's, sorry, let's sorry. give let's give people actionable tips because you actually i guess we should have explained this in the beginning because you are a podcaster. <laughs> Who cares, man? We went Fellow all, podcaster, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell everybody what you do uh, in the podcasting world. Um, in the podcasting world, um, I essentially talk a lot of blasphemy. I come from the perspective of a bad person. I think there's not enough podcasts where bad people get to speak their point. <laughs> You're the villain. Yeah. Um, no, that's not the case at all. <laughs> I, I think I just say a lot of stuff that strikes people the wrong way. Um, like I said, we sort of... The, pro- the podcast itself, I should start by saying, it's called The Problem With Me, and it's a play on the words. Like, originally, like I said, we wanted to sort of, not that we wanted to, we thought it would be funny to be like, oh, well, what's your what's the problem with this or that? Like, what's the problem with Mexicans? What's the problem with the yeah. Rio Grande Valley? What's the problem with education? But it eventually devolved into where we're just, like, talking about, like, terrible childhood stories and, like, <laughs> other bad stuff. And um, it, but it's really cool because, like I said, we've gotten other people from different demographics, primarily teaching, to actually come on and they talk about their perspective. So it could be something as serious as where they think the education, even like the private schools here in the Valley, what they're doing wrong. And then the next second, we're talking about some asshole from high school that we both hate, you know? Like, so well, That's a great thing about po- podcasts. Yeah. They go anywhere and they do anything. And I think that's the cool part. That it really engages. It's not like you get, a scripted show. You get to see people for yeah. who they are. And I think I think the whole scripted show stuff is kind of like going out the window now for that very reason. Yeah. Is People are realizing that you can't necessarily relate to a celebrity the way you can with a social media person. Right. And I'm not even like saying that like I'm one of those or anything like that. But I think when you give the pla- when you make the platform about just speaking. Yeah. Like, I really wish I had some formal answer, like, oh, this is what my podcast yeah. is about. But, like, if you go from episode one to episode 15 to episode 25, like, it's it's all going to be very different. So let's talk about Joe Rogan. I think oh, he opened yeah. up the door for, for creators to be able to command a big enough payday. You think so? I think so. I Okay, so the way I see it, I kind of view Joe Rogan as kind of like a... A pariah when it comes to podcasters because the way i tell people is you don't know the second most listened to podcast no one does True. so to me to think that most people are going to make a hundred million or even a million from podcasting is already pretty far-fetched in my opinion but the dude basically shows that you can be a shitty comedian <laughs> with bad stand-up and still have a great podcast and yeah. still like make it a freaking become the king of that so it's awesome um i love the dude I, I just do hate that there's the whole stigma that if you say you listen to Joe Rogan, people already assume that you're some kind of like far right person yeah, or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, sorry, I went off tangent there. You're talking specifically <laughs> no, about, I'm talking like, about him uh, making uh, the money, or no? Or? I'm, I'm talking about like how he's put it on the map. So for example, he got paid a hundred million dollars, okay, right? Okay. And Spotify actually gained five point three billion dollars off the acquisition of him. Damn, I did not realize. So that. the stock market, their stock just went shot up. to the fucking roof. So it was a good deal, but the exclusivity with uh, I guess what's everything that's going on is is I don't know if you've experienced this on YouTube, but they're trying to silence people, censorship oh, stuff like that. I, I follow that stuff. I think that's why I've been most hesitant about continuing to upload on YouTube. And that, that's a strange feeling to have as a creator. Well, do, do you feel that way? Because my whole thing is, I feel like a lot of people in the Valley are rather, um, I was going to say conservative, but I don't mean that in the political sense. I mean that they're conservative where they're not very out there. They're not very, like, you don't make content that's going to shift people's eyebrows and make them think, no, like, you no, know, because no, obviously not. you're working with companies right. and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but But that's the thing, like, sometimes I want to be able to cuss. I want to be able to say what say, I want to say, but I also... 
You're scared. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm following that thin line where like I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. So I have to figure like, well, shit, can I, can I the say line? these? Yes. yes. And I don't want to push it too far where I kind of alienate <laughs> the people that I work for. Like, uh, dude, you wanna... fucked up by having me <laughs> on here. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, I don't want to worry about that. Yeah, like, I, I, I respect that because I think who you associate with like. I, I'm a self-described bad person, but I don't think I've done anything where like people could fucking do anything to like because that's not who I am. I know right. deep down inside, and so for you to have, I feel like I feel like you're a better person than me. So I, I feel like has it gotten that bad that you well because feel I, like scared I want to be able to have guests of whoever I want. Yeah, I, they cuss whatever they have dark humor. Okay, whatever I don't care. Like I I, I grew up. In high school, to be able to hang out with we're all anybody, men. yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're it's men, yeah. It, it's just a weird time where I have to figure out like everything that's going on in the world right now. That sucks for you, man, because it's like I have no commitment. No one likes me, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about a company, you know, like getting after me for saying some horse shit. Yeah. But then I do wonder in the future, like, because like we were talking about it a little before. I've been genuinely interested about marketing and that stuff. So it comes like, will this one day, will my podcast come bite me in the ass, or will I have to find something? within that demographic of people where I have to find something that makes it work. Well, I think the great thing about you is that you're already like that. You you didn't come from a marketing where or you have clients already. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I kind of was dabbling in, in podcasting last year and it just started growing, growing, growing. So the podcasting is kind of like I'm known as a podcaster. Yeah, so my yeah. clients know that I have a podcast, but I feel sometimes like when I bring on clients, I have to like do a disclaimer. It's like, by the way, I have a Just podcast. So you know, I'm and uh, the, what, what? How do you say it? The uh, views of my guests do not represent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's kind of shitty because I don't want to. I don't want to feel like that. Like I want to be able to say whatever I want to say. I get that, man. I I think it does suck because you seem like someone who's already careful about that. But so for you to basically be like, "Yeah, dude, I'm scared. YouTube's gonna slit my throat at night." Uh. And, email the people on my ads <laughs> and tell them that I'm a piece of shit. But that sucks, man, because. I couldn't imagine, like, I, I've seen some of your content. I don't think you're at all, like, yeah, yeah. you have beard cups here and there, you know, and some of your stuff, but, yeah, man, that's scary to think, because now it's I'm It's weird, it's weird, because uh, even on, on YouTube, like, you can't say certain things, or they demonetize That's you. the one I follow, and it's kind of weird, because I even follow some people who are, like, Latino or black, uh, who, like, openly, like, will have, not that they're, like, conservative or far-right or anything at all, but in fact, it's quite the opposite, but they'll have some kind of view... That is against, you know, the norm and and community standards precisely and they'll get copyrighted or they'll criticize a politician and they'll get that copyrighted or something and or they'll criticize a company even worse and that gets copyrighted. It's weird. Like you just you go into the space to be able to express yourself and then you kind of like shut down. No, it sucks. Oh, man. As much as I love YouTube, because there's there's really no other platform right. like it, it's does suck because it co- becomes one of those things where it's like, well, where's the competitor? Like, right. the thing is, as this much is as Vimeo, I hate, but Vimeo, no one yeah. uses, that's a freaking joke amongst people who use a lot of YouTube. Like, my whole thing about it is like, as much as I hate YouTube, as much as everyone else I know who hates YouTube, we don't stop using it. Yeah, it's still the most convenient service. It just does genuinely suck that it's like, man, at what point are we gonna have to like just? At what point is it gonna be? Enough's enough. This platform's too restrictive, or will I think honestly, eventually in three years, a lot of this stuff is going to start to go away, and we're going to so? be able to like call people assholes and like make. You know, I hope so, man. Because... I was going to say a way worse word, but yeah. Anyway, well, I, I think I think that's where it should be because I mean, right now I have to worry about certain keywords that I put, like coronavirus. If your stuff doesn't align with who. Like the health, World Health Organization, whatever oh, they say. Like they're like yeah. if you're fake news, yeah. they'll st- oh my YouTube god, that sucks so, so freaking bad. My goal for the internet is to be able to make as much money as possible from the internet, and YouTube is one of those streams of income that yeah. I wants to get. Bro, good luck with that because <laughs> even like the people that I know that were financially successful via YouTube, mm-hmm. a lot of them have made it very clear that that's not been the case for like the yeah. past year or two where their it's donations true. either come from Twitch or from other, some kind of marketing or some other brand deal that they have. 
And that's so freaking weird because that's that's literally the company that started the whole trend of making money from the internet for being a fucking idiot. It's, it's interesting because I don't know if I'm going to keep going with the podcast because if it's not bringing... I'm, so I'm close to being monetized. Well, uh, kind of close. Via YouTube or... YouTube. You, okay. So I have the, the thousand subscribers and you have to have 4,000 watch hours. All right, all right. So I'm at 2,778 yeah, watch hours. Halfway there. So I'm gonna get there yeah, yeah yeah for sure but is it gonna make sense for me to keep making podcast content or go a different route and find keywords to be able to find out what people are searching for and make that content that way i can monetize it have so you, it's it's just i'm trying to get as many streams of income have you considered uh, being one of those children youtubers where you like pay for the animations and then just get all the views i did children? i did see that Dude, I, I genuinely <laughs> have wrote some songs on bass really I, that i've like genuinely like told that some of my friends with children who like do that could totally like and I've thought about it, like, wouldn't that be hilarious if I would be able to make this awesome production animation, make all this money for monetization, completely wholesome, and then they find out it's me with my terrible <laughs> podcast. Like, well, I think that would be amazing. But I 100% get where you're coming yeah. from, where you want to make as much money with YouTube. I just definitely feel like YouTube is good luck with I think yeah. you're capable of it, but man, good luck with that one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting when I get to the monetization phase. It's like, oh, that's it. It's like, oh, <sighs> shit. I made 15 bucks for the past, like, no, year and a half of work and fucking $20,000. God knows how much work. No shit. God. It's going to be an interesting time, though, but back to your thing about the, the children's cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I actually bought a bunch of children's cartoons off Fiverr. And Dude. my buddy Arzales that write, actually wrote the, the song, the theme song. Oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, I know he, what you're talking about. He wrote songs for it. So I was going to upload a bunch of children's stuff, right? But then the whole, I think it was HIPAA or something like that. The whole where you have to check that it's not for children on YouTube oh, when okay. you upload it. Okay. So you have, to, you have to follow the rules by YouTube. And they, they passed a law or something that if you make content for children, Ooh. you have to mark it. And ads most likely aren't gonna appear on those. Damn. So wow, it's like, what? Oh, what do you do? So I threw out that idea. Yeah, that makes sense. Why there's none of that baby shark doo doo yeah. shit anymore? <laughs> it's just not profitable. Yeah, that but it, it's interesting though. It, it, that's yeah. what I like about podcasts though. It's like I'm chipping away at the the hours because this is probably gonna be an hour long. Okay. So and that's what I like it because people can dive in, see who we are, what we do. But we show up over time, over time, and we become those experts in our field, I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> or the, or the, uh, I'm the, not gonna the call character. Me, the character. I'm going to get slandered if I call myself an expert, so I'm not ready for that kind of... Well, like I said, I mean, you're already like 99% ahead of, of everybody else because you're actually pushing out content. I appreciate that. But even then, like, I'm a lazy son of a bitch. So, like, I well, There you go. Yeah. Lazy sons of bitches can do it, too. Yeah. That, that is a good point. Honestly, that's what also upsets me when I see people who have the content, have the, like, pretty face and have all this stuff. It's like, why don't you freaking put out content? You have the badass home. You have the fucking Instagram model lifestyle and you're not doing shit with it. Like, I think the whole coronavirus kind of exposed those no. people. People's like, what are you Boring. Do? Yeah. They're fucking boring. Yeah. Dude, okay, so I, it goes back. God damn, we're all in all sorts of tangents <laughs> here. But look, the controversial take here, but I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, the whole minimalist thing with the coronavirus that we're talking about, the curbside pickup, me personally, I despise bars. And I'm 100% okay with them not opening again. <laughs> in fact, I would have probably preferred that. But um, damn, I can't remember what I was going to say there. I think I just want to... If you like going to a bar, you're a bad person. What are you doing? Oh, no, no, no. It goes back to the boring people. Um, do you like going to bars? I figure you do. Yeah, so actually, I do have a couple of clients that are bars. I'm a but cool. like I said, the, the expressions of my guests do not reflect. <laughs> okay, here's my personal. I, I'm coming from a hermit. You know, I don't want to say nothing anymore. <laughs> I don't care. No, but I think, I think, uh, I think what happened was the, during the coronavirus, like, I think somebody said that Governor Abbott was going to close the liquor stores. Oh, I no. was like, dude, yeah. no way. That's no. never going to happen, man. We're Texans. Not only that, but what I don't, I didn't verify this, but I heard it from a friend of mine who's really smart. So I believe him and he <laughs> usually verifies stuff. But uh, specifically alcohol withdrawal is what you can actually die from versus oh, like the other drugs. So apparently they legally have to have alcohol available even during times of an emergency. Wow. So legally... Liquor stores can like even stay open during like earthquakes and shit like oh, that. Shit. From my from what my friend made it sound. I mean, I it, get it. It makes it. sense. I get it. Amy Winehouse died from 
yeah. uh, withdrawal, if I'm not mistaken, alcohol withdrawal. Yeah, it, it's it's it was interesting because I, I was I represent bars, right? I represent restaurants, and they were business owners. Yeah, yeah. they wanted to open up their doors. And when at the first day that I went out, I took my wife out to a place down the street here. I won't name it because yeah, I, yeah, I had, that, sure, don't I worry, had a don't. horrid experience, man. So we, we got sat at the bar, and uh, first day that they were open, the guy puts on his gloves, bartender puts on the mask and then he serves us our food and drink and he comes out of the bar and just like it's close probably closer to me talking to me takes off his mask and says hey you want to see something cool i was like i guess puts a cigarette through his tooth that's missing and he's like check this out i was like okay whatever and then he with his gloves on puts his fingers in his mouth and it's touching this and he's like do you see why they're like that i was like no it's like they're all fake I was like, <laughs> the first day, first day that, that is... bars and, and restaurants, well, actually restaurants are allowed to reopen, that happens. <laughs> Dude, like, <laughs> I, I almost, <laughs> that I, one of my favorite things to do is people watch, and I feel like every time I hear a freaking amazing story like that, like, you, I have to wonder, what's that guy doing right now? What does he do for the five hours a day where he's not watching, like, does he play with his teeth like that? Like I don't know, man. He, he was... Uh, who the fuck do you have to be to even think that people... <laughs> like, that's terrible. It was it was a very weird experience, was, to was say Was he an least. older gentleman? He was... Yeah, he's probably in his mid-40s. God, mid-40s, But I was like... Freaking worst. Yeah. I, I, I just didn't get it because here are all There's these... There's nothing to get, dude. Yeah, it's like all these bars and restaurants are ready to open their fucking doors... And this guy's doing that shit. That's what I mean. Like, people like that, I genuinely wonder what goes to their head. Like, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's like Walmart people, except that's your server tonight. <laughs> but I also, I also feel like there's 7 billion, or probably obviously more now. There's obviously a bunch of weirdos out there. Yeah. They listen to my podcast. <laughs> that's the demographic there's, I'm going for. There's a for. niche for, for everybody, man. That, that's, that's who you should thing. be going for. <laughs> <That's> it, right? <laughs> So let's talk about what's going on in the world right now, man. It's a Dude, very interesting time. I had seen one of your posts talking about how you were like actually... I feel everyone's feeling the mutual stress and the mutual yeah. what the fuck is going on right now. I'm feeling it. I feel... Shit, man. You're, if you're feeling it, I feel most of the world's feeling it. Yeah, it, it's it's weird, man, because I, I, I was on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? I made an account and I... My, just, my cousin shows me the viral ones, and that's about it. Do you consume it? Well. No, no. Nothing? I so don't like the interface, it's, it's an interesting... The the actual algorithm on there is favored for the people that are jumping on it right now. So some of my videos have gone viral. Dude. And they're stupid, like a chip challenge. Like a Mexican chip challenge. It went viral. I was like... It's, it's just favoring whoever's on the platform that's creating content. Right, yeah. So okay, I was okay. like, fuck it, I'm going to jump into it fast. I see that. So... What happened, though, was last week I started noticing on my feed on TikTok, this is the crack of the internet. It's fast, and it's entertainment. And it's I like entertaining the way you put that. Fuck, it, it makes sense. <laughs> so I was looking at it, and I started seeing a bunch of riots, like just riot. People just on TikTok recording riot stuff. Yeah. And I was like, my daughter's on there. So I was like, well, shit, she's probably seen this stuff, too. Oh, so yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I don't think that, that they get it yet, that their kids are watching rioting because i don't think they the kids understand it yeah so i was like well shit if i'm seeing all this riots going on then kids are seeing this everywhere because that's the biggest demographic on there is is little kids and it's interesting because i was looking at my analytics i'm super analytics and data driven i get you and uh most of my audience on tiktok is 72 percent female and when i look at their profiles they're little kids probably like seven eight years old and i was like how are they getting these how are they getting these accounts so what they're doing is they're getting their parents phones yeah and they're creating a co- uh, account on their phone and then they use it which is weird so they're the data is skewed on there but i'm seeing that and i'm seeing i'm thinking about my kid it's like they're viewing this content yeah. like that's very disturbing so do you so do you feel when you say this that tiktok has should have a responsibility of uh 
filtering their content and who it gets exposed to? Absolutely. Uh, you think so? Uh, there, there is a restriction that parents can put on TikTok. So I, I made a, I, I'm going to use this, check it out. I made a tutorial and you can actually click it here. Oh, that? <laughs> the fuck, dude? That was fucking weird. Anyway. So, yeah, I, I do think I do think there is a social responsibility that some things have to be restricted for the audience. If it's, I know you can't market to 13-year-olds and under. You can, uh, I think TikTok actually got fined. Mar- so TikTok has ads integrated into? Yeah, they have ads. Oh, that, see, like, I, yeah. like I said, I don't use it. So. so so they're collecting data. I think they got. It's China, bro. It's yeah, China they can do what the fuck they want. Yeah. They got fined $5 million uh, for collecting information on 13 year olds and and younger and 5 million to them that's is like nothing whatever yeah, I was about to say that's a drop in the ball yeah so I do think some places have a responsibility, responsibility to yeah. do I, that that's a good a good argument at that point but I'm, I don't know I mean what do you feel about it I, nah <laughs> so let me tell you as far as I mean you were a young man too the way you uh Yes, there should definitely be a responsibility, but I also feel like it's almost inevitable for the some content to wind up in the hands of children. Yeah, dude, Playboy the magazines amount, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> like you already know, stuffed under your uncle's young man, bed. Dude, it's like your grandpa didn't think you knew where they were. You fucking seen them a hundred times already. But like, so to me, I view it like that, where it's like even if we have all these fail safes in place, and one way or the other, like even like uh, content like Jackass was like pretty popular when yeah. I was young. I'm sure no one wanted me to watch Jackass. <laughs> they had parental control over Skinamax. I fucking knew how to get past it. Like, so to me, it's like I definitely see where the responsibility does lie within uh, those um, companies. But at the same time, I do wonder is well, is that really effective? But yeah. wouldn't I almost feel like addressing it as a parent maybe would be more effective as like being like, hey, before you digest this content, like maybe you should understand that these people are very angry, people are getting hurt because other you know, like let yeah. them know that it's not just some vicarious fucking like, oh whoa, look, craziness. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right though. It does it does fall on the parents. Like you have to educate your kids like this is happening on here. Yeah. What do you feel about it? Because like, I think that's a important conversation to have with kids. How old are you? I'm 27. Oh, you're fucking young. I'm 38. Dude, I feel fucking old. <laughs> Sorry, no offense. So that's the thing. I think it falls under also like the parent, like you said, like to educate your kids. Yeah. So like I'm not letting my daughter use TikTok right now. Okay. Until this whole thing blows over. Because I, I get it. Like I don't want to. What do you think the long term effects are of them being exposed to oh, man. riots and so what I saw, what freaked me out was the 18-wheeler that was driving through the expressway and, like, just hitting people on TikTok. I've, I've genuinely, I can legitimately, yeah, as much as I love watching Live leak fucked up terrible videos and making fun of those, <laughs> like, bad people friends, there comes a certain point where, like, right now with the state of the world, it's like, I actually have to, like, not look at that content. So I don't even know what you're talking about. I've seen one video involving an 18, the FedEx truck video with where it drove the I don't even think I saw that. Yeah, like, I saw that one. That was enough for me to be like, you know what? This is uh, enough of this for, yeah. you know, the next month or so. But um, your main question was, how do I feel about children seeing this? Yeah, how, how, do, you, how do you think it's going to be when they grow up? Do you think they're going to feel like this is just something that happens and whatever? I I don't know about that. I, for an example, I feel like the Rodney King riots were probably a little, little before my time for sure, but they were, from what it seems like, they were worse as far as like murders and actual rampant violence going crazy. Um, but I don't feel like that became as integral as people probably thought it was going to be in society. Like, we never had rights like that until probably, like, now well, I, th- again. I think uh, social media just exploded everything. That's a good point. To, yeah, that's an... Man. Because every, everybody has a phone. I, I, def- I definitely don't think it's going... I hope it doesn't become normalized because I think even the... Pe- the main thing that I think people forget is if you're actually protesting... It's not like you're there to show how powerful you are to oppre- right. like to like stand up against people. You're genuinely upset. You're genuinely scared. And so I don't think it's ever going to be normalized. But I do have this feeling where it scares me because I almost view like some... If you're that young, I don't think you necessarily understand the depth and the complex... Like, it's not a black and white situation at right. all, in my opinion. And I think you're too young to understand that. So it's almost like you view protests and you kind of see it as a very one-sided oh, the police are being racist and that's all you get from it. You don't necessarily understand like 
because I'm not even against the protesting. Like, I'm very, like, I don't even know how I should feel about it. Yeah. But my whole thing is, I'm a fucking adult. Like, could you imagine trying to explain to a child, like, a child who doesn't even know what, like... <sighs> It's, it's stupid that we make children even try to go to college and decide what to do for the rest of their life. And now, like, we're showing, like, we're not we're showing them, but they are seeing all this shit. Yeah. And the truth is, I don't know how they're going to grow up, man. Yeah, it's, I, it's I think scary. This, the, the amount of misinformation that's out there and then the amount of information that's out there, you don't know who the hell to go to. My, my whole thing is when the misinformation becomes a, a reason of action. Right. And I think that's what I'm scared of most because that's something that I think I've even witnessed like online where something gets misinterpreted and 100% if someone's done something fucked up like the whole Me Too movement, by all means, put it out there, get them. But at the same time, like the whole like if someone like, you know, hit on you or something and then you felt a little offended and maybe that person like didn't need it and just... 100% you was just a really creepy ugly looking yeah. guy but he just hit on you like anyone else would and he left you alone after that you shouldn't feel like oh my god I feel like so offended this and that and at the same time the other people who observe the situation shouldn't immediately take that person's word for it that that is in fact what happened and that can go like I hate to bring it up with the whole female accusation thing but that can go with anything because I've even seen people like I think one time on Facebook, I tried to resolve an argument because it was one oh, of those geez. dudes who, like, this dude, a homeboy opened a barbershop per usual, and he had got his other homeboy who does art to do the mural on the wall, and that homeboy didn't finish it, and they became this whole dispute of who got paid what. On Facebook? Yeah, and oh, the geez. dude who did the art basically put the barber guy on blast, but the more questions I asked... It seemed like the dude who didn't finish the mural was in the wrong, but because he was the first to jump on social media, the first to get everyone, everybody on there. everyone was now attacking the fucking barber when he was 100. I feel like everyone who would have observed the situation and asked questions would have saw that he wasn't in the wrong at all. Yeah, I think the more people you can rally behind you, the more the right you, the yeah. more right you feel. And I hate that. Yeah. I genuinely hate that people can't admit they're wrong. And I feel that's a big problem with today's like even people my age. Where it's like, rather than being like, oh, yeah, I misread. Oh, yeah, it was a fake article. Oh, I didn't do my research. Or, yeah, it was a stupid take. People, like, I wonder if kids these days are going to have more or less of that because of social media. It's 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 a weird time, man. You have to think about this a lot. You have yeah. children, dude. Oh, yeah. I already have anxiety as is. <laughs> I just have fucking animals, dude. <laughs> like, no, I do, Mac, because I, I don't think people are educated enough. And I'm not educated enough to yeah. talk on half of the subjects that i talk about dude if i but if i put my ass to the microphone you couldn't tell the difference <laughs> dude like but that's the thing I, th I think people think that we're protesting cops we're protesting cop brutality yeah yeah. like that's the difference like everybody's against cops now i was like no i, I it's, it, that's yeah sorry police you. brutality yes yes like, yes that's what they got have, have really good friends that are, are police officers that are dps that that are really good members of the society and people were like, no, fuck the cops. And like, no, dude, it's police brutality that we're yeah. going after. My whole thing, what angers me also about this situation is like, I feel that in unison, the country, everyone can agree one, what you said. We want this dude prosecuted. We want the people who helped him get away with it prosecuted as well. And we want this sort of shit to not be as normal as it is. Right. And I think everyone, oh, and also racism sucks dick. I think <laughs> everyone can agree with that. But it's more the fact that even when people take action, it's like all people want to talk about is like, oh, well, you hate the police officers. Or, oh, well, they're not even protesting. They're looting. Yeah. And that's when arguments start. It's like we're even at this point where we can all agree on one thing. It's like, what, what do we fucking need? Like another 9-11, like something bad like that to happen so we can all see like, oh, yeah, yeah, terrorism is bad. It's like yeah. it sucks. It freaking sucks. It's like it's, my, it's, it's a weird ass time. And I. I never thought I would go through, and I, I don't think... I, I was talking to my mom the other day, and she was like, I'm genuinely scared to go out. You, like, are, are, you, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. But for my oh, mom to mother, say, yeah. yeah. yeah I for see, my I mom see. to say, like, she's genuinely afraid to get up and go out, like, shopping, because... I mean, that chainsaw guy was afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... Well, there was supposed to also be a, a loot, um, uh, Walmart, that's and Alamo. That's <laughs> when I start to hate social media. Because yeah. at that point, it's like, yo, you guys aren't, like... This is purely for the benefit of y'all. Like, yeah. tragedy struck the nation, and y'all think, dude, we're going to go loot them and show them. Yeah, you're going to really stick it to Target. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, goddamn. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but that's another thing, too, because uh, somebody messaged me on Facebook. as a, hey, why aren't you talking about what's going on? I was like, it's not 
my job to talk about these things. I, I talk about things that I'm interested in. And if it comes up during a podcast, like I'm not I'm not somebody that is educated enough yeah. to talk about this stuff. But I do have a platform. And I think what their thing was is they're getting after me because I'm not talking about it and using my platform to, I guess, accentuate the, the voice of, of the voiceless. OK, well, what do you feel about that? If you're listening to this podcast, this gentleman is not you and he is free to think whatever the hell he wants. He has no obligation to support what you think you think he should be supporting. And guess what? People probably don't think what you think either. And they probably would message him just the same way you did and tell him that, hey, why'd you say that and not this? Like, I genuinely think that's the most inconsiderate, rude thing to do. Yeah. Because it's like, it's not an easy situation. Everyone's having a hard time with this. And you don't even respect how I feel about it enough to be like, hey, why don't you think what I think and tell everyone? Yeah. The fuck out it, it was man. a very it was a very weird message that i got and I, it made me feel like well should i be talking about it fuck or no should i not be talking Dude. about it i mean it's I those are all the things that go through my head like uh, like you're all the time. Be- you're a better person than me dude because i would have a fucking field day on that person i'm not even playing dude like you're a grown man like messaging another you're a grown woman or man a grown adult messaging another grown adult why don't you do this because i can't like get the fuck out of here dude yeah, it's, it's a very interesting time, though, because I do want to use my platform to be able to spread the message. Yeah, you should. But, but the thing is, right now, we have such a heated place where it's like, you can I say... I don't even want to talk about you, it. You can't, because someone else is going to get fucking yeah. even more offended for your stance on it. Like, And and that's... You should respect that. It's like, there's our... Everyone already has their fucking political opinion out there. Like, yeah. I, res- I love that mine means that much to you, but, like, can you respect that mine may also be a little different than yours? Yeah. That's so aggravating, man. Yeah, it's 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 a very strange time. I don't I don't think um, we were prepared to do any of this stuff, especially with the the social media being around, where it amplifies everything fast. Yeah, but then that person should have fucking amplified their own damn voice and fucking done it themselves. Like, that that is true. That, like, that's what I like. You should just say your own stuff. Make your own podcast. Yeah, dude. Man. It's like if you really cared, why aren't you doing the work, man? Like shit. <laughs> and by the way, we're showing you how to make podcasts. So, oh yeah. <laughs> so if you do want to make your own podcast, this is like voice my, heard. <laughs> this is like my podcast where like, oh, so we're gonna talk about podcasts and then we just go. But, yeah, I, I had a feeling. I wasn't sure because we've never met in person. Yeah, this is so, the first time. First time we meet. Our first interaction. We've had a few interactions on, online, on Facebook, through Messenger. But this is the great thing about the internet is that you can find these people and have these conversations. And at one point, it was just going to be about how to do podcasts. But I think there's a better conversation. That, that would have been the most dry <laughs> fucking white bread fucking podcast oh, ever. Dude, I would have been ashamed if you would have uploaded that one. Get a camera you get a camera you push record yeah like (laughs) yeah this this is what i like about the podcast and this is what i always tell people is like the podcast goes where it goes yeah dude you're you have a freaking great atmosphere man like i'm i i think honestly something you should consider is uh even like uh, something uh, i actually meant to bring this up like five minutes ago because you were how you were talking about tiktok and like oh like kids are uh, seeing rights and stuff i think Something that you should look into because I think you would be awesome at it. Uh, are you familiar with uh, YouTubers like Justin Wang or like any of those dudes? No, I'm not. They do like lesser known history stuff. Like, um, for an example, one of the things he did was some pin collectors like Lapple pins. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone found like an eBay listing from the 80s and it was a whole set of characters like with list of names and everything from a franchise that didn't exist. Huh. So his whole thing was looking for the lost media where it was from yada yada. But he does it in an engaging, funny, comedic way. And it's like he's telling the lore of the story. But I think right now you have this setup, And even your perspective from like, oh, look, at these uh, children watching, you know, riots on TikTok. You should even if you put something where it's you like, oh, TikTok has a problem, you know. And it's like someone being shot in the face with a rubber bullet or something like. (laughs) I think people would click on that. I think you'd do well with that. Yeah, I've actually been using uh, my YouTube uh, thumbnails. I've been trying to get them up to par to be able to because I test everything. Yeah, no, I've seen that. So. Yeah, it's definitely something that I'm interested in, but I just don't know where I want to go. I think go. as a spectator, and this isn't even critiquing you, I think it looks uh, like you come from the perspective of kind of like a news YouTuber, but I think if you did it, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to tell you a story that you're probably going to be interested in. From, well, that's that's the hard I part because that's where I, you I can't do that. Like, I can't sit in front here and just talk. I, I, I can really? have a conversation, 
But I can't. But you can't sit. talk to yourself. Yeah, I can't talk to my. Like I have been doing like so a little bit. So you're not a crazy person. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I have to have that human yeah. interaction. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, but I've I've done a few tutorials uh, with certain things, but it feels weird just like looking at a camera and I, then doing what I got to do. I think the thing about tutorials is like tutorials are dry, and I think if there was ever like a handyman who could make an awesome like. Today I'm gonna to show you how to solder wires, and I'm gonna might pull my dick out too. Like <laughs> I fucking watch that. Like, but it's like we don't have that, you yeah. know. Like, the, I, if I knew how to solder, I'd do it. Yeah. But <laughs> no, but it's, it's it's a very interesting place that YouTube because you can find out what people want to consume. Yeah, precisely. And then you can make that content. I just don't know if I want to do that. I, I think for the way you think about marketing is kind of how I think about content. Because my main thing is I do one day hope to be a producer. And so I try to think what would engage people as far as like entertainment and media. And I, so I definitely see where you're coming from. Cause I think that also falls into like, well, what does a good advertisement look like? What right. does a good commercial look like? What does a good preview look like? You know, and that's stuff I think about all day, but I definitely can see you no homo or nothing like that being an actual like YouTuber who does those types of stories. Yeah. I think, I think it's weird for people to think of people as YouTubers. I mean, that, it's that legitimately too- a thing. <laughs> I I think even like the YouTubers I listen to like or the YouTubers that I actively like follow or pay attention to um hate that term because of just like the stereotype that comes yeah. with the whole like well, hey what's up everybody today we're gonna spin a fidget, fidget spinner and like some bullshit like that and then it comes down to the whole like a lot of those people do basically make content specifically in mind to market to children to yeah. get that ad revenue and I think a lot of the people that I watch don't they get their money from like ads like oh have you heard of dollar shave club or raid yeah, shadow yeah. legends is yeah. the popular one affiliate marketing and stuff yeah like that. yeah for like, you know those words yeah man. I don't fuck so them. so what do you think about that do you think that that having more of an organic style show like this versus having a very methodical show going after what people are searching for just to get the youtube money organic organic all the way shop organic no um <laughs> it's more like i just i think the thing is people are so used to scripted you can get that everywhere you fucking turn on the tv so i think when you have actual people and people hear people as people like how we're talking right now yeah. they become more engaged just because it's we're not actors you know like right. i'm genuinely uh you know saying bad stuff <laughs> i'm genuinely <laughs> ruining my reputation out here for you <laughs> <On purpose>. yeah <laughs> And I think people will see that they see, and it becomes something, especially if there's someone who doesn't get out a lot or whose yeah. friends are very timid people. And they're, I know this is another thing, like a lot of, I'm not making fun of anyone, but some people who are pretty shy and timid will message me about the podcast. And it seems almost like, it's like, man, it's like, you're vicariously the kinds of dudes that I would love to hang out with, you know, because yeah. you're just dudes fucking talking this and that. And I think. There's something about that that it feels more organic. Therefore, it makes people feel more comfortable with engaging and actually following the content. Interesting, yeah. Because I also interact with the people, and you, like you said too, you interact with the people that watch your content. I do interact with them after the fact uh, because this is all. So my thing with podcasting is I have to stay consistent. Everything that I do, I have to stay consistent. You're a professional. So, <laughs> yeah. so I have to have a, a weekly episode, and who knows, I might skip a week somewhere. But I've been pretty consistent. Yeah. And uh, so what I do is I'll record them all. And this is this is a little hack for everybody that wants to do podcasts consistently. Uh, as I record this week, I'm having three podcasts. So this one's going to air first. The next one I'm filming on Wednesday, another one on Thursday. So those will be my next three weeks of content. Yeah, it makes sense. So in, in order to favor the YouTube algorithm... Yeah, I yeah, upload yeah. on Tuesdays or Wednesdays at a certain time. Okay, that makes sense. So, I do that for upvotes on Reddit. <laughs> so that's that's one of the things that the tools that I'm trying to, to figure out is like when to upload, when all the people are going to be on. So it's just, it's, it's uh, I guess, fine-tuning what you have to do yeah. to be able to be successful, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Reddit is a very interesting platform. Oh, man. <laughs> you can go down some rabbit holes on that. Uh, I don't know about that. I used to be pretty involved in Reddit. I've <laughs> sort of learned to just, I do a lot of cooking. And I think that's another thing that people like specifically know me for. And r slash food is like actual fucking Nazi Germany when it comes to, <laughs> you cannot, let, let's put it this way. You cannot upload a grilled cheese sandwich. Really? Because 
the term of what a grilled cheese is will become so debated that all the whole thread will become is grilled cheese implies you're actually grilling the cheese. Therefore, this is a melted cheese sandwich. Or like, wow. oh no, this is actually a melt because and they'll, oh my, it's the fucking worst, dude. <laughs> so, are you one of the people that thrives on controversy? No. no, I think a lot of people think I am, and I always say this, dude. I have so much fucking anxiety. Like, if I see a mean comment on something or someone like you know calling me out or saying you know that I got something wrong, I'm fucking shaking. I'm fucking a puppy dog. Tell, but but it's a fact that I'll fucking acknowledge it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't like controversy. I don't even like even when I say mean things about like you know <laughs> fucking older ladies or you know fucking men who are broke or some shit. Like, I don't mean it to fucking like harm and fucking skate someone and fucking scar them like i genuinely wanted to like oh this is my perspective and you know you probably like i've been a fucking broke overweight man too so to me it's like it's a perspective of myself and i'm just saying it out loud yeah. but i never say something like with the intention unless like if i want to say something mean i'm like i've called people out capable of, my of it yeah i'll say it as like hey first name last name who works at whoever and lives on this and that like go fuck yourself you know but like Unless I'm doing that, like, nah, I don't, I don't, I'm not a, I say controversial shit, but that's just me speaking my mind in my opinion. Like, I don't say it to be edgy. And so it offends me when people are like, oh, it's just a troll. It's like, no, that's how I feel. What the fuck? Like, like you're, you're just disregarding how I feel. Like, that's more hurtful to to me. Yeah. It's like, that's hurtful to me. Like, I'm not trolling. Are you into uh, conspiracy theories? (sighs) Oh, man. So, oh man, I genuinely like believe a lot of like really absurd, messed up stuff. And I think that reality is much worse than fiction. Um, But as far as like alien conspiracy theories, I think it's interesting, but that's not more like the stuff I'm interested in. I'm more like interested in like, I can't even think of a whole lot of stuff right now, but I'm more interested in like what America did in, like, the early 1900s to, like, occupy small islands and make gotcha. a fruit industry. Like, that yeah. type of shit is yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. into. And the very niche stuff. More like the stuff that you could see America <laughs> fucking doing, you know? Or, like, other countries did. Yeah. Uh, I was also in the Marine Corps for a little less than two years, so I definitely have a pretty good idea how uh, fucked the government can be. Interesting. Yeah. So tell us a story, then. A story about what? A story about your past. Oh, uh, no, I didn't do shit. Like, it's just, oh, man, I don't even want to. Like, if there's something that I genuinely start to feel weird about talking, it's, like, about the military and all that. And that's only because a lot of the people I served with, I have honorable discharge and everything. 100% see where I was coming from when I was put with my unit. But then I feel like a lot of these far-right conservatives who people group me in with, might I add, like, people think I'm there. But the thing is, they don't understand that those people, like... If I tell them my views on, like, the military and all this shit, those people fucking hate me and group me with these other people. Gotcha. So now I, like, I just hate talking about it. Just don't talk about it. Yeah, it's, but it's I, one of those things I that... genuinely think military definitely needs to be watched over more. It definitely fucks over the troops. Um, and the, the what's the best way I put it is not all, not, not all good men are heroes and not all heroes are good men. Yeah, I think, and, I think that applies to, to a lot of the stuff that's going on. Yes, now. and that's my whole thing where it's like I know for a fact that there's good men and women in uniform who are probably some of the best, most outstanding citizens that you'll have. At the same time, I know there's fucking Chad Muskis over there who's fucking like groped like 10 fucking women and brags about fucking this or that. And it's like what the military should do is kill someone like that. But well, it's, it's interesting. Me. It's an interesting debate because, I mean... Are our, our companies like the, the police headquarters, are they doing enough to be able to screen police officers? No. To, I mean, that, that's Fuck the thing. No. Like, who can become a police officer? Where's your dog? You <laughs> put him in there. So I think that's one of the debates now is like, what should these companies be doing to be able to screen these people? What are the questions? What, what are the psychological things that they have to go through to be able to be a good i 100% get that and i think the issue lies is like i don't think anyone has a clear concise answer for that but i do think that that is the direction where police reform should be going to and yeah i think any anyone who says otherwise is probably a bad person and is probably doing bad things themselves because it's like saying oh yeah we should have integrity and get the bad people and if you're against that like 
you're yeah. probably doing bad shit. Like, I, like, it goes back to what I said before. I think the whole country in unison agrees on that. Yeah. It's just, like, we're too focused on, like, rioting or fucking Trump or something else. And uh, When do you know. think this is all going to pass? Man, I'm hoping a month, like, how quick shit comes and goes. But I, at this point, I said that fucking three months ago about the first corona thing. Within the next month, it was extended, and now we're fucking on to riots now next month Cthulhu's gonna come out with South Pottery yeah it's getting it, it's I like don't know what to shit think shit storm and then shit storm and then shit storm I was like fuck man what's gonna what's I'm just, next I'm just playing Call of Duty at this point <laughs> chilling like dude like I'm not even like I said I genuinely have to cause my big lesson from all this is learn to accept the things you cannot control and me trying to you have millions of people going out to protest for millions of different reasons and then millions of Americans at home are saying why or what they shouldn't be protesting for. There's ne- it's only going to be noise. Yeah. You're not going to gain anything from it. So the best thing to do is accept that it's happening and accept that that's the most you can. That's the most you can do. Yeah. That's it. And that's what helps me. So if I immerse myself in it, if I look up videos of people fucking getting shot in the face by rubber bullets, fucking being hit with all like, I'm, I'm just going to get depressed, man. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting thing that what social media will do to you after you just consume the same thing over and over and over again. Like, I literally had to just shut it off. I was dude, like, fuck this. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let me tell you a military story. And this, uh, this guy's in jail now. I'm fucking glad. But, and I can't even confirm or deny this, but just like how I talk about military being bad, because it goes into the whole less than lethal shit that they're using right now. I actually trained with the Quick Reaction Force, which is like a small little Marine Corps training. I, volunteered but i didn't realize it was like a riot control thing so i had to be i had to get sprayed in the face and a bunch of other horse shit but i met this other dude um genuinely a bad person and basically he was overseas somewhere and the way he told the story was bragging about shooting someone from the middle east in the neck with a smoke grenade and the way he said it was clearly like oh it's less than lethal man but you know, like, the story thereafter is like, oh, yeah, but, you know, his vertebrae was protruding from his neck, and he died on the spot, and it's like, yeah. like, you realize, like, damn, like, these people, like, that's why, and it's not all Marines, right? but for you to act, and that's what bugs me, is, like, people act like these people don't exist, and it's like, dude, they're fucking there, and yeah. that's why I fucking hate, like, because I do think we need uh, men who are capable of violence to protect the country, but we shouldn't have people who are fucking hurting innocent people. Yeah, it was interesting because the other day I was watching something on, on YouTube, actually, and it was a, a camera crew, and the producer was in the back while they were recording the guy, and uh, the officer shot something, I think it was a smoke grenade or something, oh, and hit the guy in the back. Dude, that's like... It's a fucking grenade. People don't realize, like, those 40 millimeter cartridges, it's the same one that they shoot actual grenades from. And the other thing you don't realize is when that smoke comes out, if I'm not mistaken, it's like white phosphorus or thermite. Like, those shits are hot. So it, it's it's someone fucking actually shooting a can at you. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy it's world. And even the rubber bullet thing, and like that's yeah. they're still lethal. And like you see all these videos now where it's like people being shot head on with yeah. fucking rubber bullets, and it's terrible because it's like anyone who's trained even knows like you, yeah, you don't do you that don't shit. fucking shoot people in their fucking vitals with that shit. Like, what, what was interesting to me is is I was I was listening. I think it was I forgot Austin maybe that they were blocking the the expressway the I thirty five and like they were the pulling out people. No, no, oh, the protest. Okay, yeah, protest. Okay, okay, okay. And they were pulling out people from the car and like beating them. Yeah. So imagine this is for everybody. Imagine that I was going with my family up to Austin. I'm going to have a little just getaway on a Friday and I was going to go. You're trying visit. to get away from yeah, all this. Yeah, just trying to get away from it. And we get stopped on the expressway and they pull me out and they try to pull my kids and they try to pull my wife out. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to try to haul ass out of there. No. So I'm not I'm not condoning. I'm not saying like, yeah, I'm running over people or whatever. People think in a split second like, what? Yes. What do you I, do? I, I, I think anyone who is willing to get after you for saying that it's a fucking idiot (laughs) like it's 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 so naive to think like oh because it's one thing to protest another thing to like block the freeway but you're absolutely right if people are trying to put their hands on you and especially your family dude Uh. no no like that's at that point those aren't protesters those are just bad people doing bad stuff to you man like and i hate that 
I hate that those people are what people on the right will argue to, like, oh, they're not protesting, they're hoodlums. And then those people still will be like, oh, well, you can't say that because we've worked right. Because it's like, no, that like my whole thing is I wish that sort of stuff was targeted to like city halls or police departments or yeah. like shit like that. But like engaging with the public like that, it's it's so innocent people like that. It's so bad. And people make the argument, oh, well, now you know how it feels like to be helpless. And it's like you're just pissing off other people. Yeah. Dude. Like there's more effective ways to do this. Yeah, it's 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 a very strange time. It's like, like the equivalent of buying a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> Back to that one. <laughs> yeah, but it's a very strange thing because because I feel weird talking about it. Like I'm trying to express my side. You can't, and that's what I think genuinely sucks about this day and age, where it's like it's it's hard. We have this platform where we can talk and be ourselves, but even as we're doing that it's hard to just say like, well, here's what I think. And it should be common sense. Cause yeah. we're in a world right now where it's like, it's not common sense that I run over the dude trying to like yeah. get into Try- my vehicle. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's, it's just a, it's a strange time that we're all living through. And I hope, you know, it gets over with this fast because dude, like, I love yeah. to travel and I don't want to worry about taking my family. Out. Yeah. I totally get that. I think you're in a worse position where like a lot of lonely people, my age, we don't have a family. So we don't have to worry about that yeah. shit. But people your age, dude, like, I'm like, even right now, I don't have kids, and I'm already thinking, like, I don't think I want my kids to go to a public school. Like, genuinely, I think if social, it's not even that, like, the school's going to do a bad job, or that I'm going to do a bad job, or that media is going to do this. It's just like, you don't know what people are capable of. They're going to have friends whose parents won't care as much as I do. They're going to have other people who don't care about their development as much as I do. And whether I want it to or not, they're going to become exposed to these ideas that aren't necessarily their own it's just ideas they saw on tiktok where it's like oh no you have to pull out people from their car to protest exactly and where does that come from oh it comes from when they were fucking six years old watching protests on tiktoks and grew up thinking that's what it was so that's where that starts to concern me where it becomes normalized like that but it's too i'm not a professor and how am i gonna say like oh yeah tiktok is crucial to a child's development but i even think like those people that are put on a pedestal like i know a lot of doctors Mm. and and people that have been doing it for years and they study that this is their profession i get it like they they know it but sometimes you actually have to live the real Mm, life to figure that stuff out i agree and that's why that's why i really put people on a pedestal that that talk about these things that have their podcasts that have the content that they went through it now they're talking about yeah. their experience versus somebody that learned it from a book dude that's always my oh my god so let me ask you about this before we finish out the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah do you think that people have to go to college to become successful no 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 no, no. and i've even my with the first podcast i had with an educator we specifically discussed this where it feels more exploitative and I mentioned this earlier, to have a teenager decide at that age where their brain's not even fully developed, hey, take out this life crippling loan and decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life. You don't know. And my whole thing is like at Cal Chelsea, academically, we didn't do shit in that fucking school. Like, so why do you think everyone that went to Ed Cal Chelsea like eventually dropped out of fucking college? Like, because we weren't ready for the experience. And so the way I view college is it's not only... You have to have a plan and you have to more or less have the guidance of a family of people who have already been there for you to be as successful as you would be. But if you don't have that, if you don't have an idea of like what you're going to do or like even connections or any of that shit, I'm willing to say like it's probably going to be a waste of your time. Because I know plenty of people who have fucking degrees from like UT and shit and it's like they're not... Doing, yeah, anything doing anything with, anything him. with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did have uh, my buddy Yao Sam on here, and uh, he's a, a student at UTRGV, and he was like kind of on the fence too. Is like he, he does see the benefits of college. Obviously, there's oh yeah for, for sure. sure, but it's just I think it has a lot to do with your personality, uh, how you interact with people. Because I do believe that relationships are the one thing that's going to get you to where you want to be. Yes, I, I 100% agree. I think it's a it's not charisma in the sense where it's like, oh, you use your charisma to get people to like yeah. you to get what you want. I think it's more like if you're a shining human, other shining humans are going to see that. And if you surround yourself with other shiny humans, you all are just going to fucking brine, shine yeah. bright together. And um, that's a stupid, cheesy metaphor. <laughs> but that's just genuinely how I feel where it's like I don't talk to people that are boring. Yeah. Simple as that. And basically, I think those people 
are the ones who are capable of not going to college because they actually can observe things, interact with them and respond to them as opposed to other people who I feel who kind of go to college to get told they're smart as opposed to other people who go to college to learn. Yeah. You know? And I think that's that's an interesting take because I learn by watching and listening. I yeah. can't read for shit. I hate <laughs> reading. Yeah, I hate it. I'll read when it has to come to business, but otherwise, I, I just will not. We're opposites. I will go down the Wikipedia rabbit hole, the worst, most depressing shit. Hate myself for it, but the second it comes down to anything with a number or variable, bro, I'm fucking, I'm dyslexic at that point. It all looks like X to me, dude. Uh, man. So before we finish off the podcast, I told everybody that we're going to have some actionable steps for podcasting. Here we go. So. <laughs> Let's get into it an oh, hour shit. and five, That's six minutes later. My ride right there. Okay, cool. Let's so, finish it off. So, yeah. Uh, actionable steps. Actionable steps. Fucking do it. Right off the bat, like, I, I, I'm barely getting my life together. It's still not together. Um, my whole thing is some uh, Eddie Burback, if uh, I doubt you know who he is, it's a YouTuber dude. But something that he said that spoke to me, I'm not even saying go listen. This is just something that he said that spoke to me. If you feel like you're an entertainer or that there's something you should be doing, and even when you think about what else you should be doing in life, and that thought does not make you happy, that means you should probably be an entertainer. And after I heard that, I made my first podcast, and I the worst part about it was setting it up to fucking have it on Spotify. Fucking annoying. I fucking hate computers, but I fucking did it. So right off the bat... Get familiar with that. Get familiar with the frustration of not being familiar with any of it and do it. Go through all the forums and do it. Secondly, buy a microphone. Like right here, my friend has all these badass fucking mixers. I wish I had that shit. Guess what? I don't still making a podcast. Blue Yeti, if you go to a podcast forum, people are going to shit on you all day. Fuck them. They're boring old men who get like two fucking views. Secondly, Audacity, it is free. Look up notes. It's a audio editing software you won't really need anything else right now if you're not familiar with editing audio that is all you need if someone you'll see someone with a soundboard with this and that tell you oh well this is better dude focus on making good content because every single person will tell you quality comes second your content and who you are will be first and literally that's fucking how i started podcasting in like 200 bucks everybody actionable steps on how to podcast just do it so don't be lazy get it going and i only see it going it's gonna go up dude yeah it's only gonna go up greedy oh thank you very much man thank you appreciate it yeah for having me see you guys later yep it's the joshua moon on this podcast